Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Check, check, check. What up, world? This is the man with the plan, Bert McGurk, a.k.a. PR, the king of hearts. And you are now tuned in to Clocking Out, the podcast you listen to. You need to get motivated and inspired to doing bigger and better things. What is going on, everybody? How you doing? How you living? How you been? Ooh, now Mike's acting up right there. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. This is our second attempt at doing a Twitter Spaces event. Um, we have a special guest speaker today, Ryan. Ryan, say what's up. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? How's it going, Ryan? How's everything over there by you? Good. The house is finally getting a little quieter, so I think we're good to go. All right, then I hear you on that. Over, I'm having some some noises <laughs> over here. Also, I'm in the basement. I have a whole bunch of kids running around upstairs. So hopefully, we could do this uh, do this nice and in uh, audible, basically. Yeah, <laughs> hey, this is this is real. This is, this is what it's about. Exactly. So, Ryan, let us know a little bit about you. You have a coffee business, correct? Yes. Um, me and my wife. Uh, decided to, to take a take a stab at opening our own business, and we decided to venture into the coffee realm. Um, but that's what we're doing right now. We are working on. Um, we have just like a, a little coffee trail right now. We're just a mobile unit um, with plans on in the future of opening our own uh, brick and mortar. All right. And what is it that got you to pick coffee out of every business that you could have started? You know, a lot of people do food trucks and a lot of people um, basically they a lot of people don't even like starting their own business. They try to get into the thing where they build something up and they flip it and they just get their money back. What made you want to get into this? Because when it comes to coffee, I know that especially if you're doing a coffee truck that it's it's like a long-term thing it's something you have to build up you have to build up a following you have to build up uh uh you know a menu that people like you have to keep consistent as far as the quality of what you're putting out it's no different than food or no different than coming out with like clothes and stuff so what is it that made you want to do coffee what what was the first thing or your first experience with coffee that made you be like you know what this is something that i won't mind doing for a long time or spending hours of my day doing I think um, what made me get into the coffee business, uh, outside of all the other possible businesses, um, is I think the connections I made while just sitting there on my front porch drinking coffee, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I could go ahead and and try to get into um, flipping NFTs or flipping cards or trying to learn how to sell and and uh, different stocks or or flip this, flip that, you know, and make a quick buck here and there. Um, but that would have just been quick money. And I've never just been about money. I've always been about the connections you make with the different people around you. And I, I always felt that coffee is a, is a good way to bring people together. Um, it's a great way to start your day. It's a great way to sit there and, uh, uh, if you want to have like a um, a small little business meeting or meet up with uh, some friends in the morning, it's a it's a way to um. <laughs> you have your um. What is that word called? You have your gain up really high. Just so you know. All right, hold on. Let me fix that. Uh, all right, go ahead. Talk. Let's see. No, but it just it, I've always just enjoyed coffee for the aspect of bringing people together and just like relaxing and 
uh, having a good time and talking to each other um, over a cup of coffee. Um, the, the getting into business and wanting to start it, I think I looked at a couple of, I, I wouldn't say I looked at, I, I, I mauled over the idea of starting my own business and trying to figure out what direction I could go. And I didn't really, nothing really like stuck, right? Nothing was like um, really stuck out to me as something that I would enjoy doing. And then one day I'm just sitting there having coffee and I was like, yeah, I could, I could see myself just having coffee and talking with people every day and making them coffee and serving them coffee and being part of a community, not like, um, not just like an online community, but a community in like the hometown that I live in. Right. So, so, um, when, when, when I wanted to do the coffee shop, one of the things was, was my kids were getting into sports and I always see like, uh, the local businesses on the back of their little, little league jerseys. And I would want to put my own business and support the support the kids in the neighborhood or support the schools or the art program or support just the community itself and help build up um, our community that we live in, as well as like my online community that I'm trying to build. I think that's what drew me to opening a business and what drew me to coffee itself is just being able to be like a little small town shop. And if it grows into something bigger, it does. But I'm completely fine with just being a small town shop and be in the place that people go to to have their coffee and where everyone knows your name as generic and cheesy as that is from the TV show, but it's true. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. How's the sound right now? Sorry, we're still playing around with this, so we're trying to make sure that everything sounds good and that everyone's having a good audio experience. But how does it sound now? The sound is a lot better. All right. Does it sound like it's not muffled or nothing? I want to make sure that they can hear you clearly and everything. What is it that's 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 uh, causing interference? Is it the music in the background or is it like what's? No, um, you're not muffled. Your gain was up. And when your gain's up, you could like hear all the background noises. So whenever you were ruffling with a piece of paper, that was uh, that was being picked up really, really strongly. Oh, wait, you know what I think is going on? For what I, do you hear me clearly though, Chris, or does it sound like I'm on the phone? Because it should be coming no, through my I, mic for whatever reason. I hear you. I hear you completely fine. All right then, hold on then. So I gotta make sure. Hold yeah, on. Tell me. Tell me if you hear. I'm gonna do something real quick. We're gonna test right, this yeah. out. Did you hear that? Yeah. You heard the snapping. Yeah. How the fuck? See, this is weird. That's not. That should not be happening. No. Do you hear me now? And see if you find the word "game" on your mic as a little knob. You want to turn that down. If you turn that up, then do you, you hear me? Do an ASMR and make like all those weird sounds that people enjoy. Do you hear me? That they do that with like a with by, by turning their gain up. Do really you? High. Do you hear me now? Nah, you know what I fit. Nah, you know what I think is going on. This should not be doing hit about spaces, adjust settings, sound effects. No sound effects. Only people with invite can speak. Yeah, see, this is hold on. What's going on is for some reason the mic is being picked up through the phone but even if i muted on here you're still hearing me through the microphone on the phone which is pretty fucking crazy 
Uh, huh. All right, then. So I guess what I'm going to have to do is just... This is all a learning experience. Sorry, everybody. But thank you for tuning in, checking out. <laughs> all right, so... Um, yeah, so what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to... Every time... Because uh, I thought if I muted myself on here, it muted me on the phone. But what I'm going to have to do is mute myself. Tell me if you hear this. Do you hear anything? All right, see, so I got to mute it on here. All right, then, so I got to get used to muting myself on here. I got to get better at doing that. All right, then, so uh, apologies for that. Um, let's keep going, though. All right, so I know that you you mentioned how you like the whole idea of being able to basically give a place where people can start a conversation and just basically communicate with each other, have a nice area to just have some coffee, meet some new people, um, and just uh, uh, basically just communicate and just have a good time with each other. Just give each other that that environment of being comfortable and meeting new people. And also, I understand how you said you wanted to be in a position where you can actually help promote certain things in your, your neighborhood, in your town, which I understand you want to be a... Um, you want to do something positive for the community. You know, you want to be a positive outlet. Yeah. And I and I totally get that. I also seen that in your um, website, you mentioned how you used to live in Ohio, correct? Yeah, we used to live just east of Cleveland. And you went from um, Cleveland and you moved to Florida. Yep. Um, so we went from negative, negative temperatures all the way down to the beautiful 80s. And what did you do that? because you wanted to move did you do it for a business reason like did, is there any specific reason or did you just want to change in in your scenery and what your surroundings were or why is it that you jumped from ohio to florida so um a couple of things came into play which which just uh worked out really well for us so me and my wife have always thought about moving out of ohio because it's just really really cold the skies are always gray. It's very dreary. It's not, it's not the best place. Like a lot of people enjoy it. Sure. It's, it's nice during some days during the summer, but it's not for me. I like the heat. I like being in the sunshine. I like being outside and me and my wife wanted to move out of Ohio. And we looked at moving in one, to one of the Carolinas. But when my dad and mom, my dad retired and my parents moved down to Florida. And then my wife's parents also moved down to Florida. So when uh, the pandemic hit and my wife was furloughed and off work, we were able to go ahead and get the house ready to sell. And that's when she just said, hey, why don't we actually move? And I was like, oh, are you serious? You really want to move? She said, yeah. I said, okay. So she got the house ready. We put it up on the market and it was sold within a week, four days. So that's when we're like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. And we just decided to go to go with it and, and see what happened. Dad, that that's crazy the fact that it sold that fast especially with the way that the market is right now mm-hmm. it was very fast this is yeah it was, it was it went quick and as far as picking florida that was just something you guys decided or is there a specific reason that you picked florida out of all the places that you could have went to oh just because uh her parents and my parents both moved down to florida they're about an hour away from each other so we just eventually finally landed in the middle of both of them so it worked out with family and um, um, we wanted to be somewhere warm. I get you. But what do you think that that is uh, being that you're in the coffee business? Do you think that 
the area and location because i know we we've talked about this before and i've mentioned how i thought of um trying to start something like this just because as, as far as a business um aspect it was something that i wanted to start not to necessarily work at myself but i always thought of anything as far as like um from setting up a coffee uh, coffee spot or like a barber shop or a laundromat like i'm always thinking of things like that that i know is like a daily necessity that people use constantly like no matter what everyone's gonna go everyone drinks coffee everyone needs to wash clothes everyone gets a haircut so it's like i always thought of things like that and i would always think of the areas that i would start these these certain businesses or whatever if i had the opportunity to but i always felt like in my area i can't do a coffee spot because i live near there's a village it's it's called the huntington village that's near me and basically it's like a little it's almost like a little ghetto version of like new york times square type thing where you go then there's a little bit of everything so in every corner there's like a, a mom and pop coffee spot or if not down the the block there's always a starbucks or something or a dunkin donuts or and i always feel like in my area people tend to not give the new place a shot or the opportunity they go for the popular logos and and brands that they're used to seeing 24 7 so in my eyes that's why i'm like it would be kind of hard to stand out over here because i feel like it's too oversaturated or whatever as far as that that certain business is concerned over here do you feel like that's the same thing over there in florida or where you are or what are some um, other things besides saturation or too many competitions or anything what's another thing that you felt like you would have to worry about but it comes out it's not the case or maybe it's it's you thought going there would be one thing but it came out to be something different whether it's good or bad what would you say was something that's that's like that scenario so when we were in the process of moving down i had already been wanting to open up a coffee shop up north but then we decided to move down south so our attention came to to moving and getting our family in florida once we had that all set, I started looking again at, okay, well, can I open up a coffee shop? What does the coffee picture look like down here? Um, how many shops are there? Um, how many people are, are wanting coffee? You know, so I actually looked into all that. And coming from, like, just outside of Cleveland, where we had, I want to say, three Starbucks, two Dunkin' Donuts, and, like, three or four, um, um, like uh, small business coffee shops, like mom and pop kind of coffee shops, independent shops, all within, I would say what, two miles, three miles, square miles of each other. So that's a lot of coffee within the area. And that's what I'm used to. I come down here and you have one Starbucks and maybe one Dunkin Donuts within what, five, 10 miles. There's no coffee down here. So the competition really wasn't there. But when I came down and I saw that there's no coffee, I got nervous that maybe people don't want coffee down here. But maybe that's why there's no coffee. But as I started opening up shop and selling my coffee locally, I have a lot of the, uh, the local uh, residents from the area that I live in who are really excited that there is a, a small business coffee shop, an independent coffee shop that is looking to open up because the community that I moved to wants more independent shops and less name brand big store names in the area so it it 100 worked out for my benefit that i decided to go ahead and, and roll the dice with this um so we're really excited about that we have a lot of support with the community 
and we uh, we can't wait to just keep growing and, and being able to open up a shop and fully support the community that has decided to start supporting us. Yeah, I really love that, man. I've been seeing that you guys are, are as, as far as um, you growing and getting more attention to your company, your brand and your business. I see that you're doing a lot of things online and social media. I see that you're coming out with a lot of different drinks. And um, I'm going to ask you about that in a bit. But before I get to that, as far as growing your brand and your business, what are some things that you think are helping you expand and helping you get more noticed and have people uh basically see your brand and your coffee and your logo and everything do you feel like social media is a big part i see that you're taking um some time and putting in effort in as far as tiktok videos i've been seeing you come up more lately in reels and everything than anything else um so i'm pretty sure that that's been helping you do you feel like social media is something that a lot of independent businesses should really invest into or do you think that that's only something that's not really as important you know i know a lot of people when i tell them you know you should have an instagram a facebook a twitter and all that stuff like that they tend to be like oh I, i'm not on there i don't need that you know i have ads or or i'll pay for commercials or promotion or whatever else it is do you are you the type of person that believes you have to have like a big promotional team or a promotional system set up or are you another person that believes that you can actually do it yourself with your social media by putting in some time and effort into it um well our whole social media and and all that is just me and my wife right now so i'm not one of those that that is going to say you need a a massive um promotional team behind you and a big social media team to help push your brand um eventually one day if your brand gets to that size yes you might need it because you're going to be getting a whole bunch of comments like 100 200 comments a day across all the different platforms. And you wanna be able to respond to as many as possible. And one person, two people can't do that. But luckily we're still relatively small that the comments that we do get in, we are able to personally respond to. If we get direct messages, we are able to respond to them. But the fact that we do respond to all the messages that we, that we can, um, it does help our brand grow. As far as, the need for social media, I would have to say, yes, I think all businesses should be on social media in one way, shape or form. I think you need to know what your um, market audience is. So if you are targeting younger, um, younger Gen Z, you probably don't want to spend a whole lot of time on Facebook considering that's not really like a big social media network that the Gen Z and even the younger Gen Z is going to be on. You want to focus a lot more on your TikTok and even more on your Instagram and start getting into um, Snapchat. You'll start seeing uh, Gen Z is starting to get back into Snapchat and starting to build that back up. Um, but what we're doing is we're just making our posts on Facebook um, and Instagram and, and getting people to share them and getting people to like them. And the TikTok thing, that's just something fun that me and my wife do that helps us create reels uh, for Instagram. But the TikTok is really not for growing and growing our brand or growing an audience for, for us, because I, I, I think in order to grow on TikTok, you got to really spend a lot of time on TikTok. We just don't got that much time, but that one's just more or less for fun and, and something for us to do together, I guess. 
And uh, the another thing I wanted to ask you because you mentioned how you're doing this with your wife, so it's a family business, right? Wait, what you say? That you mentioned how you're doing this along with your wife, correct? Like a family business. Yeah. So this is just a family business. So it's mainly just me and my wife, and then my kids help out when they can. And what are some things that you feel are, I guess, a, a misconception, I guess, or or maybe, you know, how some people say you shouldn't work with family or you shouldn't work with your significant other. What are some things that you would say, being that you took that step of starting a, a family business with your wife, that you would say are, are some things that people kind of get wrong? What are some pros and cons, in your opinion, um, that you came across while starting this business with your wife? Um, I think, I think when people say you shouldn't start a business with family, at least uh, from what I'm looking at is I wouldn't want to start a business and I don't mean this in a bad negative way, but with um, like my family outside my wife and kid, because then you got, so if I started with my brothers or my parents, then you got other families that, that needed, that they need to support. And as a small business, you're not making a whole lot of money. So when you start cutting your profits two, three, four ways, you're not really making money. You're just going to start stressing everyone out. So just starting the business with just myself and my wife, we only have to support ourselves. So the money just comes right back, right back to both of us. So I think, I think if you look at it that way, it's not as bad, but a lot of people not wanting to start a business with their significant other. Um, that's just, uh, I don't know for me, me and my wife get along really well. We're, we're pretty much best friends as they say, as cheesy and cliche as that is, we, we spend a lot of time together and we don't get annoyed with each other. So I think that helps us out. There are people out here, um, or out, who are out there that are together, but they, they need their time apart. Um, me and my wife still get our time apart we don't need as much time as some other people need. So you just, you have to know what you and your significant other need as far as uh, time apart or time together. And with that, you can go ahead and start a business together and just know like, hey, we can only work like four hours, um, five days a week or three days a week together. And then we still need a little bit of time to go elsewhere. Um, you, I, I, that, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I totally get what you mean, and I actually like that you said that, man, because it's it's me right now, and um, I'm been trying to help the mother of my kids. She's really into art. She's really into painting, but she's not into social media, so she's not really into networking or or like you know starting conversations with new people or trying to meet new people. Like she's always interested in stuff, but she's not really in the social media. Um, ecosystem, I guess you can say. She's just a scroller, basically. She likes and, and posts and shares and stuff. But um, as far as her sharing her own art or her own work and, and putting herself out there, she's not comfortable with it. So we've been trying to work with each other and I've been trying to teach her what I know and trying to show her certain things that she can do to help build an audience and, and a following and everything. And that's actually been kind of helping us a little bit because we've never really had that communication. So I understand where you're coming from. And it's actually nice to hear that you can say that you know that you 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 find a best friend in your wife and that you guys get along like that and it's true because um it's me like i i find myself needing some breaks like you say from uh, my significant other and and you tend to just need your space and and your time apart because it could be a little overwhelming being with someone who knows 
every little thing that annoys you or bothers you or, you know, it, it kind of gets to you sometimes depending on what the situation and relationship is really like. So the fact that both of you are able to actually work with each other on a daily basis and not have any issues and actually get along with each other and actually have the same moral compass to be interested in the same career or field or business or whatever it is, I think that's a really good thing also as well. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it is. Besides for working with your wife, what is something else that you feel is beneficial as starting a business with your family? What do you think is something else that's like a big plus besides for seeing your wife and being with your kids? What's something else do you feel is is a benefit from working alongside family in the business that you chose to do for doing coffee? So um, I think one of the benefits and it's not really I'm not really reaping the benefits right now, but I'm really hoping one day my kids do see it so if you look at it like if i just had a normal nine to five job and i go to work and i come home and i go to work and i come home my kids will see that our life at home is good because i'm making a paycheck and um, the bills are paid and the, there's food on the table and maybe we get to go on vacation once a year or whatever and we get to do something fun um, but they don't actually see what i do at work they don't see the work that I put in and, and all the stresses that I have to uh, uh, take on. So my fear, if I just continue to do stuff like that, is my kids might just think that things come a little easier, right? That they might just go, oh, well, dad goes to work and he comes home and we have this money and we have a roof over our head. That's pretty easy. But having to start a business from scratch, and it's a family business, so they see the ins and outs, the um, the ups and the downs, the, oh crap, do we have enough money in the business account to afford this? Or, oh, are we gonna make this event? Or are we gonna be able to do this? They get to see that, and I don't put any of the stress on them, but they see all the hard work of us having to wake up, fill up the trailer, drag everything to an event, do the event, clean everything up, come all the way back home, put everything away, and they get to physically see the hard work that goes into running a small business and they even pitch in to help out so that way they get their their own hands on um uh part of the business and i'm i'm really hoping that it'll help build and develop a really strong work ethic in my kids i think that's that's the one benefit that i'm i'm still waiting to see um the benefits happen but my kids are still really young so i know it's not gonna happen right now but that's that's the other reason um i guess like in the back of my mind a reason for starting the business is to help uh help the kids build um, a stronger work ethic yeah i actually like that as well i like being able to work alongside with the kids not only can you teach them some things that you learn yourself but it's like you said they they can actually acquire a good work ethic by seeing their parents not only work with each other that gives them a good um you know incentive as far as watching relationships and everything like that and giving them a good um basically a good you know foreground to to build something as far as like all right this is the way things should be in a couple this is the way someone shows they care about each other this is how someone supports um someone so i i actually like that idea also um with uh doing the the coffee what is it that made you like what what is because i know i was reading on your uh website how many years or how long did you work in uh, a coffee, like in the coffee industry yourself before starting your own business? Um, how long did I work in like a coffee shop or anywhere in the coffee business? Um, I've never 
worked in coffee a day in my life. Oh, wow. I thought you actually spent some time at a coffee shop. Nope. No, oh. I, I, um, no I, I just started. Um, so I, I did a lot of coffee drinking and a lot of coffee prepping. And I bought myself my own mini espresso machine, a little Breville Barista Express. Uh, for anyone out there who wants to get into espresso, it's very, uh, as far as espresso machines go, it's affordable and it does it does the job. But yeah, I bought that and I just started watching a lot of YouTube and going to coffee shops and asking questions and a lot and a lot and a lot of practice. You're talking a year or two of me just sitting at home trying to make um, different drinks and watching YouTube videos and figuring out how these things go together and asking questions and testing out their coffee. I mean, the best part of trying to learn it all is I get to drink all the coffee while I'm learning how to make them. So I wasn't gonna complain, but yeah, I've never actually worked in a coffee shop. I just did a lot of, um, a lot of research. That's, that's, that's actually really impressive. I know a lot of people that they'll transition from working for a company and feeling like they could do it better. So they start doing it themselves. So the fact that you actually got the idea and you took the incentive of getting the equipment, getting everything you need and just doing it yourself from scratch. I, I applaud you for that. You, that's, that's, that's not something that's, that's easy. A lot of people don't take that step, honestly. So congratulations for that. Thank you. Another thing I wanted to ask you, starting this, like you said, you had to taste a lot of coffee and you had to try a lot of stuff. How many different versions of coffee do you think you went through before you decided on your type of coffee? Like the one that you said, this is the one I want to put my logo on. This is the one I want to focus my company around. How many different roast or versions of coffee did you have to taste or go through before you said, you know what, this is the one? um quite a few um so it started off with just going to the grocery store and just buying the coffee that's there and then that's that's like the beginning of my adventure so i'm buying like an eight dollar bag of eight o'clock of coffee i'm not knocking eight o'clock coffee it's pretty good um but i'd start there because you get a decent sized bag and then i'm working with different um ratios on how much coffee to put in um and then i started venturing into other uh like like monthly coffee clubs i don't know if you ever heard about those but they'll send you like a new a new bag of coffee from a different roaster every month so i started doing that for probably like six or seven months so then i got different coffees and then i started talking to people um on instagram or facebook about coffee and i would reach out to them and they'd be doing their own roast so i would order coffee from them and I just started trying a lot and learning what good coffee is supposed to look like, what good coffee should smell like, and um, what good coffee should taste like. So after doing that, that's when you start really being able to dial in. Um, and I'll just use the phrase like burnt coffee. But you'll start, once you do that, you'll start tasting what burnt coffee is. And a lot of people will drink coffee not realizing that there's better coffee out there it's just because they're so used to drinking it that that they think that's what coffee should taste like but there's there's a plethora of coffee out there and i encourage everyone to find a a local small roaster and just ask them for some coffee beans and try the coffee yeah you I will learn it's really good and it's worth the money 
I I um not gonna lie, when I, I like I fucking love coffee, but uh, for a long, long, long time, I thought literally coffee was just either with milk or no milk, sugar, no sugar, or uh, creamer, no creamer. I thought it was just that. I thought there was only like one thing of coffee and people just like, oh, this is just packaged this way. I really had no idea of like medium roast, dark roast, and like fucking espressos and all that shit. I literally just thought if you wanted a stronger coffee, you just put more coffee. I didn't know that there's other <laughs> coffees that literally like you can use a less amount of 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 uh, the coffee bean and it still had a a stronger, more kick of caffeine compared to all these other like popular brands and Folgers and all that stuff like that. And when you start noticing that there's like other coffees that you can literally take like a teaspoon of and it gives you about as much as like the weak normal coffee that you drink a whole cup of like it's just crazy when you look at it like that so i i after i dived in a little bit and i started seeing how many different versions of coffee beans there are and how there's light and dark and there's uh uh i don't know there's just so many different combinations of things that it just gave me a headache to the point that i'm like all right i'm really missing out because it's like it's almost like wine basically when it comes to coffee yeah. there's there's it depends on your palate it depends on what you're really into and there's there's all over the world depending on where it grows the soil how it's 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 how it's made which is another thing i wanted to talk about which a lot of people seem to not know about when you're getting coffee there's like the ground coffee there's the beans and everything like that and there's also certain machines i didn't even know that for a long time neither i thought there was just a basic coffee machine and it wasn't until i started going to like real coffee shops that they have like the espresso machines and all that and they have like a whole technique yeah. and ritual of getting the coffee ready when i thought it was just okay you take it you ground it up you put in a little paper pouch thing and that's it you add water and you're done and meanwhile there's like so many different ways and i'm like what in the hell is this science fair looking shit like i when you saw that that didn't like overwhelm you or get you nervous or anything at the fact that you had so many i mean i don't know to me it looks like a lot of like little bells and whistles and stuff like you're you're conducting a train or something when it comes to those big coffee machines is there anything that made you feel like you couldn't handle it or like because you, you mentioned the, the first machine that you mentioned that you got i'm pretty sure it was a regular basic one and um are you still using the same one or do you have a bigger one that seems more complicated or um so my espresso machine that i have at my Still the same espresso machine that I bought three, four years ago. Um, it's the little mini Breville Barista Express. It's really good. It's durable. It's lasted for quite a few, quite a few years. It's not what I use in my trailer though. Uh, the Breville Barista Express, uh, it's only for home use. You cannot use it for commercials, um, commercial like businesses, because it just, it takes too long to make a cup of coffee. So the one I got in the truck, it's still an espresso machine. It still works the same. Um, you have your porta filter and you have your steam wand. So you can go ahead and you can pull your shot and you can also steam your milk at the same time. So you can get into bigger espresso machines, but essentially all that is, is just um, what kind of boilers they have and how many different group heads they have, how their steam wand steam, um maybe the different uh touch dials or how you can dial in your um your water and and your group heads to pull your shot but you're still going to be having your your portafilter 
and you're still going to pull your shot and you're still going to steam your milk. It's pretty, it's pretty basic at that point. The bigger the machine, it's just more group head. Um, so it's it, the, uh, so I, I don't get nervous with the big machines. When I first started looking at this and was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and start my own coffee shop. I started looking into the different ways people brew coffee. That's where I started getting nervous because you have your regular drip coffee and then you have cold brew coffee and then you have French press and then you have uh, pour overs and then you have Chemex who if you say Chemex is a pour over or pour over is a Chemex, you're going to see heads roll because they will, they will fight each other. Chemex is its own little group. You have uh, uh, gravity pulling um, coffee brewing. You have cowboy coffee. You have Turkish coffee. You have so many different ways to make a cup of coffee. That's when I started getting overwhelmed. And I started going, how am I gonna put all these different types of brewing processes into my shop? And I started buying the equipment and I was like, well, if I'm gonna open up a coffee shop, I gotta make sure I can offer all the different coffees. And I bought them all and I got overwhelmed. And when I got my trailer, it was just, I had drip brew, I could make cold brew and I can make espresso. Um, and I think that helped me. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on those three things. And that's what I'm going to do with my shop. If I want to get into um, pour overs or Chemexes and French presses and all these other different brewing processes, that's for a different time. That's for a different kind of coffee shop. But the coffee shop I want to make, is going to be more down to earth for your regular person um, who likes to just go out, hang out and drink some coffee. And they're just going to go, I want a latte or I want a cup of coffee or give me some cold brew. You know, they're not gonna go in there and they're not gonna go, I want 50 grams of coffee ground at a core setting um, for my French press and I need the, the water temperature to be 205 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, that's not the kind of atmosphere I wanted to set. I wanted to be more down to earth where I didn't, where the atmosphere didn't intimidate people and make them feel like they didn't know what was going on. I just wanted people to be able to come in there and order some coffee and relax and have a good time. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. Sometimes it can be overwhelming, especially when it's something like, like I mentioned, I thought it was just simple milk or no milk, sugar, no sugar type stuff. So my first time walking into like Starbucks was a little, especially the whole venti and tall and all that crap like that. And like, I get it and I understand it, but it's like one of those things that you're like, all right, I don't even want to order. Can you order for me? Cause I don't, you get what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. Uh, as far as your what you offer, how many different styles of coffee do you offer? How many or or how many different brews, I guess, uh, um, would you say you have on your menu? Or is it a yeah? It's a menu, right? That's what you would call it. Yeah. At what? How many would you say that you have? How many different variations? And out of all the ones that you have, which is your favorite to either drink or make? Um. So. When I'm doing the trailer and it's just me and my, our goal is to keep it as simple as possible. I like to follow the KISS philosophy, which is keep it simple, keep it stupid, simple, keep it simple, stupid, keep it simple, stupid. So we, I like to follow the KISS philosophy and just keep everything as easy as possible. So all of our drinks only come in one side. I'm not asking for a tall, a grande, a vente, or um, a triventa, triventa. Yeah, I think that's what their largest is. Um, all you're doing is you're going up there and you're either ordering a cup of coffee or you're ordering an espresso based drink. 
Um, so the cup of coffees will break down into coffee, iced coffee, um, and cold brew coffee. Your espresso-based drinks will break down into um, your lattes, your cappuccinos, and your mochas, which is like the three main ones that people know about. And yeah, a macchiato. My wife just corrected me. There's also a macchiato. It's an upside-down latte. It is what it is. Ignore my wife. Um, <laughs> um, but for other people who who maybe drink more specialty styled coffees, I could still do those. So someone will come in and order a Longo or a Dolpino or uh, I, I, don't, I can't even think of them. Those, but they'll come in and they'll order other other types of espresso based coffees outside of the I would say the three or four main ones that everyone knows about. And I'll go ahead and make them, but they're not on my menu, but I could still make them for them. Um, so I got my coffee, I got my espresso-based drinks, and then, I, like I said, I got the cold brew and um, frappuccinos, so I can make a frozen coffee drink. Um, and then I also let them know that all my hot drinks, I can also make iced. So I just keep it really simple. So that's how, that's how I like to do it. Um, so that way people don't come up there, they don't have... Um, this massive menu that they're looking through with a bunch of different words that they don't know. They can come up there and just say, I want a latte. It comes in one size. They don't have to worry about picking the size. It's like, hey, it's 12 ounces. Here's your latte, or I want a cappuccino. The only thing they're going to choose is if they want flavor and if they want a different kind of milk. So, and that's what I try to do. Just keep them. And out of all of them, which is your favorite to have? I'm pretty sure there's one that you have like on a daily basis, or do you switch it up every day? Um... I used to just be like a, so I'm very basic, right? When it, when it comes to my drinks. So in, in the fall, I'm going to have my pumpkin spice lattes in the winter. I'm going to have my peppermint mochas, which we call liquid Christmas. Um, I'm going to have those, but outside those two seasons, I will try, um, whatever our new seasonal drink is. Um, I'll, I'll make, I'll whip up a latte of that. So if I had to say, the drink I'm going to have every morning, it's going to be a latte, but the flavor that I add to it is going to be different every day, mainly because I, I, I have to try the different flavors and I'm, I'm still working on, Hey, do I want to add a shot of caramel and a shot of vanilla to this or the Irish cream and salted caramel, or maybe, um, hazelnut and vanilla. So I'm always mixing flavors to see how they taste before I, before I go and offer it to the to the public and go hey you guys should try this i want to go ahead and try it first and, and make sure it still tastes good so every morning i'm going to have a latte but the latte is going to be flavored differently except during fall and winter i get you on that and how do you think it's how difficult is it for you to come up with different flavors and cups and and versions of the coffee is it something that you drive yourself crazy about or is it just something that comes natural to you like how hard is it to just keep changing it up um, for me personally, I don't do it. My wife does. So I, I got off easy on it. She'll, she'll come <laughs> up with, she'll be like, Hey, we need a flavor. This was one for Valentine's Day. She's like, we need a flavor for Valentine's Day and we should get, maybe we should get cherry. And I'm like, no, that sounds disgusting. We're not putting cherry in, in coffee. I don't like it. And she went ahead and ordered the cherry anyways. So when it showed up at the house, I was like, well, now we got it. Now I have to try it. We got to try to sell it. And it turned out pretty good. It was actually really good. It was a little chocolate covered cherry. So it was a mocha with a shot of um, cherry syrup. Really good, something I would have never tried. 
but luckily she was able to think outside the box and come up with it and we did pretty well with that that, that's that's good though see hey she she knew what she was doing yeah i'm like it's not something like if i had to i think if i went to a coffee shop and they're like hey here's a cherry flavored mocha i would be like no thank you save the cherry give me the mocha but um i let everyone know that i try it and it's actually really good if anyone out there wants to try it you got a little bit of cherry flavoring make yourself a mocha put a squirt of cherry in it i'm telling you it's really good yeah, in the the chat right here on on Twitch Live, they're saying, uh, "Let's go! Don't underestimate her or the cherries." <laughs> <laughs> right uh, now, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, and then uh, so she wants to do like different uh, seasonal kind of drinks, like our specials of the month. So this month we got with St. Patrick's Day, we have an Irish cream, and we were doing just straight Irish cream, which is it almost tastes like a, a Irish whiskey. Um, in your coffee, which is really good. Um, but we did that and now we were able, now we went and topped it with whipped cream and, uh, caramel drizzle and it's phenomenal. Just a little dash of caramel on top. It changes everything. The, the whole flavor profile is really good where the Irish cream and caramel work really well. So that's what we're doing this month. And that's what I've been drinking and for the past couple of days. And being that you mentioned St. Patrick's Day coming up, is there anything, any like, but besides for actual uh, St. Patrick's Day, like things and, and events going on, do you have anything specific going on with your business that you have planned for the upcoming weeks or this month? Um, We're just going to be doing our normal event that we do. I don't think we got any like special um, specifically for St. Patrick's Day or St. Patrick themed um, events. We're just doing our normal events. Like on Saturday, we go up to the soccer fields for um, the Little League soccer, um, and we sell our coffee there, and part of our proceeds go back into the soccer league. On Sundays, we're at a farmer's market um, where we go ahead and do those. And then, well, yeah, this Sunday will be My wife is loving correcting me. Um, but yeah, this Sunday, they're going to have their own little uh, themed St. Patrick's Day farmer's market but it's a farmer's market that we do every sunday so and then we have like one or two more events during the week um this month that we'll be doing um but as far as like specific themed ones no we just add it to the menu just uh it's more of like a fun get people talking like hey try this you know little festive thing I get you on that. And as far as uh, because I, I I wanted to ask this, I want to get your point of view on it also. And I'm pretty sure people listening are going to want to ask as well. I drink coffee every day. Uh, some days it it treats me right. Some days not so much. Uh, <laughs> so in as a person who has a coffee business and who's always trying coffee and playing around with different flavors and everything, you're always consuming a lot of caffeine. So what are some tips you can give to people? Um do you believe because i know like i said I've, i'm not gonna act like i've known forever but before i uh had you on i went and i looked up some stuff and i see that some people believe or some people say that it's very beneficial to your health to have um you know a moderate two to five cups of coffee each day and that it helps um basically prevent things like diabetes and parkinson's and um it lowers your risk of stroke uh certain things like that do you believe that do you not believe it do you think 
there is a such thing as too much coffee or do you believe that it's just uh, d- d- making sure you take it like anything else in moderation and you don't overdo it? What's your stand on the health benefits or health disadvantages as far as drinking coffee on a daily basis or too much or too little? What What's your point of view on that? Um, I think I'd have to say that um, I think coffee does have a lot of good health benefits. And when they speak of health benefits of coffee, you have to remember they're talking about black coffee. As soon as you put uh, milk and sugar in your coffee, it is not a healthy drink. Like as soon as you do that, you're you're upping your calories, you're putting your um, processed sugar in there. And that's how I drink my coffee. So I'm not like knocking anyone that does it. That's how I like my coffee. I just don't want people to think that I'm saying coffee's healthy. And then they go out and they, they buy themselves a 800 calorie frappuccino and go, well, Ryan said coffee's healthy. Like no, black coffee is what's gonna be healthy for you. Um, the thing that I will always tell everyone is you need to know your own body. You need to know what coffee, um, like what it, what it's gonna do to you. Like some days I could drink black coffee for like one or two weeks straight. And then after that, my stomach will start getting a little bit upset. So I just have to start adding some milk to my coffee and it'll settle everything down. So you just need to know, um, you need to know your body. If you sometimes um, people can't drink them on um, an empty stomach because it'll upset their stomach. Um, sometimes people might start getting too jittery because they may be sensitive to caffeine. So I don't want to go out there and tell everyone that coffee is super healthy and everyone needs to drink it. Um, I will tell everyone that coffee is really good and they need to buy it from me. (laughs) But um, as far as being healthy, it does have its health benefits. Um, Just try to stay within what your body is capable of handling. and that's just knowing your body and from experience. I don't think you could have too much coffee. I think in order to, to drink too much coffee, I think your stomach would start hurting before you ever get to that point. So I wouldn't be afraid of drinking too much coffee. Um, just start paying attention. Everyone should just start paying attention to them and know uh, what their bodies are capable of handling and what's feeling good when they uh, um, drink something and, and what's upsetting their their stomach or their bodies. Yeah, no, I fully agree because it's me. And, and for the, it wasn't until like, what, like a year ago or so that I started noticing I was having like some crazy effects to coffee. I drink coffee every day. I drink like big cups of coffee. Like everyone in my household, they all, every time I make a pot of coffee, they make a little bit. I make a lot just because of the fact that I like using the big the big mugs of coffee and I like fill them up and I don't like the little teacup looking coffee. I can't do those. Like, I don't care how strong the coffee is. My mind is just so programmed to having a big mug of coffee that if I have a little one, it doesn't matter how strong it is. My mind is going to say you didn't have enough coffee and I'll end up having four five, six espresso shot type coffees that are like making me all cracked out and I don't even know that I'm getting hit with this big ass dose of caffeine when I'm yeah. just used to having a big cup of like Bustelo or something like that. So I, I totally understand that. I've also went through it where 
um, I just finished getting surgery done and everything on my uh, neck. And for a while, a while, every time I went to the doctor, they would always mention, oh, coffee's causing your back pain and your bones to hurt and all this. And I didn't believe it. I'm like, nah, you guys are just trying to get me to stop drinking coffee. I'm like, nah, I'm good. So I would always drink it, drink it. And then for almost a month or two, I literally replaced my coffee with just water. It was really annoying. I would wake up every morning and I would smell coffee and I would want it. But I'm like, you know what? Let me just try and see if I change my routine, if it actually made a difference. And um, I started learning that the more coffee you drink, it's just like you said, if you drink it with sugar and milk and all that other stuff, it starts like contorting your bones and and twisting stuff basically to the point that you get like uh, almost like arthritis type of pain or something like that. So the more that I spoke to my doctor about it and I thought of it i'm like well it's just like you said what if i just had black coffee and i started doing that i started having just regular black coffee no sugar i completely cut out milk then i started putting a little sugar and i just avoided milk and i started using a uh, creamer and things like that and i noticed that the more i played with it as far as how much sugar or what type of milk or whatever i mixed it with it was a different, I had a different effect. Sometimes it didn't go so well with my stomach. And then there were other days that I would just drink black coffee alone and I would be completely fine. There'd be no issue. Um, another thing that happened after I stopped for like a month or two, and then I started going back into coffee for whatever reason, which was really fucking weird. I couldn't go to sleep unless I had a fucking cup of coffee, like black coffee. And I, I'd knock out the, the, the warmth of it it was just weird like i would be awake but falling asleep at the same time i don't get it like i would be like it would be 11 10 o'clock at night and for whatever reason i have the urge i want coffee and then i'd make a fresh hot cup of coffee and people would be like yo it's it's about to be midnight what the hell are you doing drinking i'm like yo i don't know i just need some coffee and it would be like a warm glass of milk or something before bed for me i would drink it and whatever for whatever reason i would knock out like a baby and I'd be fine. But then in the morning, I'd need another cup of coffee again. Like it, it would be like a thing that like, I just needed my caffeine kick. But I noticed that the it wouldn't really affect me much as far as like you mentioned, because I, I didn't put sugar in it. I wouldn't put milk in it. And I noticed that the more I was just drinking regular black coffee, like I'd be fine throughout the day. I'd have my caffeine fix. I'd have that that thing of the flavor that I wanted, because as soon as I smell coffee, I don't care where I am. I want it. I smell it and I'm like, oh my God, it smells amazing. I need coffee now. It's a, it's almost like a person smelling cigarette smoke or something and they want to take it. They want to go get a pull or something. It's like that for me for whatever reason when it comes mm -hmm. to coffee. So I, I totally get what you mean by that. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you as far as related to your business, you mentioned how you basically have proceeds going to a good cause and everything and you're giving back to the community besides that what's something else that you would like to do what's what's a goal that you would like to reach um with your brand with your company with your product whatever it is that you're doing that you would like to do besides for giving back to the community what's like a goal that you're trying to reach that you're working towards right now um Oof, a goal outside of helping the community, right? Um, so the one thing that I would like to do is I want to I want to build my brand. So within my area that I'm living now, I'm recognized, and then I would like to grow it. So my goal would to eventually have at least at least three coffee shops, three Ryan Coffee House coffee shops. Um, within, I don't know, the, I wouldn't say within my town, but, you know, within my town and then neighboring. And if that would be the goal that I want to set as a small goal, 
And if that eventually grows into opening more and more coffee shops down the road and, and maybe even being able to franchise something, that would be amazing. Um, I don't, I don't know if that will happen, but I do, I do think I could at least get the three coffee shops. And I think that's a goal, a personal goal, um, outside of giving back to the community that I would like to, um, like to do. I would like to open up these shops and other small communities and use them to give back to those communities. So it's still giving back to communities, but my goal would be to have multiple shops open. And would you want to have them as actual storefronts or would you like it to ha be like mobile like you have right now? Oh, no, I would have them all be um, storefronts. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. What would you say? Oh, I said um, I would like all my shops to be actual storefronts. I only want my one, the one mobile coffee shop is, is what I'm doing right now just to build up my brand and um, waiting for this commercial lot that's going in across the street to actually break ground and start building for me to open up my storefront but no i want actual actual shops uh brick and mortar type shop and i would like to open up three of them down the road um that would be my that'd be my big goal that i would like to do one of the goals that i don't think i would ever achieve but i think would be fun is to have a coffee shop within um um within universal I think that would be fun. That's that's actually dope. And then don't ever say that, man. You, you're already taking the first. First of all, you took the step of taking the initiative of doing something that you didn't even like. I'm still blown away because coffee, like I said, to me, coffee seemed like something simple and easy to make. But then when you really dive into it, you start realizing that there's more to it than than, you know, there's so many different versions, so many different flavors, so many different ways to make it. Um, like you mentioned it, the one thing that I came across that was, it seemed simple, but it was popular and it was like a strong thing was cowboy coffee. And I didn't even know that was a freaking thing until I saw some video and they were making it and it was like a whole thing. And they started talking about like a coffee high and like all, like when you dive into it and you see like, there's a rabbit hole into it and there's like a real community that's around it. It's like you say, like there's people that they'll literally start fighting you if you mispronounce something or if you start saying that this coffee isn't this type of flavor or you get it confused like i know that there's people that are like starbucks fanatics that if i go there and i'm online i'm like yeah can i get a medium they're like what the fuck like that's not how you order it like i don't care like i just just ask me a medium i don't know the venti the the tall the grande or none of that like you start getting frustrated you just want your damn coffee and then there's people looking at you like nah you gotta order it like this that's the wrong thing and like they take real offense to it and i understand like they're they're real coffee people like i get it it's no different than if an artist was to mispronounce another artist that they're a fan of and and start explaining the wrong history of it and anything like i i understand all that so i get where you're coming from but my thing is how did you not get scared as far as dealing with all that how did you not like i i, I got overwhelmed when i started thinking of it. whenever i look at a business I look at how it has like, okay, it seems simple and then it starts getting more complicated either by the paperwork, the process or whatever. But the fact that you actually went, got a machine, went on YouTube, learned how to use it. And now it's even to the point that you're thinking even farther ahead to where you're waiting for a certain area and a space to be finished and ready to have um, 
storefronts and everything in it like you're already thinking ahead like you already see it happening so i wouldn't say that it's never gonna happen man because if you're thinking that way you already if you're envisioning it already it's there's already a possibility that's gonna happen and i'm a strong believer in that so i wouldn't say that anymore i i i honestly advise you to never repeat those words that it'll never happen again because I'm telling you, I've been following you for a long time, man. And I've been seeing your following grow, and I've been seeing you getting more consistent with the stuff that you're putting out. Um, and I just love it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I wanted to have you on and talk to you. I know that the, my following is still small, but I see that you're consistent with it. I'm trying to stay consistent with doing the podcast and showing support to other people. And I would love it. So later on down the line, when you do have your three stores, I I could do a live podcast interview and we could look back at this and be like, yo, remember when you had your, your trailer, coffee truck, and mm. you want to, you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I actually envision and see those things happening, man. So I just want to make sure that I'm, you, you know that, man. I believe in you. I believe in what you're doing. I, I like what you're doing. And also, I still have some of your coffee left because I had to use my friend's little fancy machine. I did the mistake of ordering regular coffee beans instead of grounded because, again, I wasn't educated. I really didn't know. And... Mm -hmm. I was like, how am I going to do this? And then it wasn't until my friends like, yo, I got you. And little did I know, I went to my friend's house and he had a special cabinet that had that whole espresso thing and he grinded up everything. And then I'm like, I right, just put it in. He goes, nope, you don't do it. You got to do it like this. He showed me like this whole slow process. And in my head, I'm like, I would lose my shit if I had to do this every day to make some coffee because I don't have the patience for it. Like, but it tasted so fucking good. And I'm like, now I understand that there's a method to the madness and there's a reason for this because it does taste different. It, it's it's weird. It's almost like drinking wine with steak. It's not until you actually do it that you see why people do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Real quick before we get out of here, is there anything else that you would like to share, you would like to talk about and and just put out there? Um. Well, I would like to, because uh, you did kind of ask me a question uh, back there. Is um, I, I never was not. Yeah, we're gonna throw double negatives in there. I never was not nervous or scared. I there was many times during this time or during my um, my uh, foray into the coffee business where I I wanted to quit and wanted to give up because every time. I would look at something and try to learn it. I would find something else that, that I would have to then go ahead and learn and started getting into, well, now I need to know how to make different designs in my lattes because people are going to want different designs in their lattes. And I do those too well. And I started panicking. Um, and even whenever I would get on and someone would ask me to do a podcast, I would be nervous to do that. And I turned down quite a few because I thought that I didn't know what I was, um, what I was talking about. I, I think I had like a, um, a fraud complex. Like I shouldn't really be in this, this, um, this business. Cause I never really worked it. I don't know what I'm talking about. There's other people who are like really, really like coffee snobbish. And if I start talking about how I own a coffee shop and, and I deal coffee and I can't answer questions. So I was, I was nervous a lot and I was scared a lot. And I think I've quit what five or six times, maybe more quit the business and said, I'm done. We're not doing this anymore. But, um, I think I just had to eventually just come to terms with, I'm not the coffee snob person, right? I'm not that kind of a person who's, who's going to, um, 
put others down because they drink coffee a certain way. There's some people out there who they like you get into like really big coffee circles. If you say you drink Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks, they're gonna look at you like you're an alien or they're gonna put you down. Whereas I am, if you drink coffee and that's what you like, regardless of how you prepare it or where you buy it from, then that's good for you. You like coffee, we have something in common. I like coffee. I like coffee this way, you like coffee that way. There is no reason to put others down. And I never, I never understood why some people in the coffee world do that. And when I started understanding that that's not the person I want to be, I started easing my, my nerves and my stresses because I didn't care what those people thought of me anymore. I'm going to do it the way that I want to do it. I'm going to do it for the people who are also like me, who are nervous to go into a Starbucks and, and order a um, specialty drink and have to say their secret code words or um, who don't understand what a French press is or the different types of how you grind coffee and what you're gonna get out of the coffee when you grind it a certain way and how to prepare it and this, that, and the other. There's a lot of different things that go into it. I wanted to make a coffee business for those people that wanted coffee and who may want to adventure into trying specialty coffee, but are feeling a little nervous at go somewhere and feel or look stupid for not knowing how to order. I just wanted to be able to help them and give them the coffee and get them into enjoying good coffee. And I think that's, that's, I think that's the answer I wanted to give. Thank you. No, I, I, I love it. I, I actually agree with you. It's like I mentioned before, it's the fact of it being overwhelming that they try to make it. I understand they're making a brand and they're coming up with fancy names and all that. But the way that I looked at it is it's just like you're saying a lot of people get intimidated and that's stopping them from having an experience of something that's totally different it took me a long 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 time it wasn't like i said until i went to my friend's house and i saw he had that little set i didn't even know he had this and when mm -hmm. i asked him about it he's like yeah i don't brag about it or nothing because i feel cheesy i feel like no one takes coffee as seriously as i do and I've known him for years and little did I know he had this whole setup and a, a special cup that he uses and drinks with and all that stuff like that. So when he started explaining things more in detail, it goes it's it's a better experience because you go from just reading about it and looking at it and getting overwhelmed to having someone actually take the time and break it down and explain to you in detail like look there's a reason that you grind it this way there's a reason you use this machine there's a reason you use this type of water there's a reason that you put the milk first or do it that way or this and like i didn't know none of that and it's like i said there really is a method to the madness there's a difference in the way that the end result is depending on the technique that you use to make the coffee so it's like i commend you on that because like i said it takes a lot of patience to one learn that because like like I said, looking at all that, I look at it looks like a, a a a train engine or something. The way like you have to work everything, and I feel like yo, I would burn the coffee or mess up the machine my first time trying. And it's like you've mentioned before, but a lot of people don't know what burnt coffee is. I know what it is, and it's really annoying, and I hate it when I taste it. And other ones like, oh, it's fine. It tastes it's like yo, this is like coffee from this morning that you reheated like the fourth time. Like I'm not trying to like drink this crap, and it's like they don't notice to them it's like oh whatever meanwhile i'm there like how the fuck do you not taste this shit like what the hell is wrong with you so 
I understand like the the certain technicality of it now, and it's only because I was properly introduced and properly educated enough to understand why certain things are done certain ways. So I I get what you mean, and I appreciate people like you who are actually taking the initiative to change the narrative of how things are done. And instead of being so uptight about it, like oh you have to pronounce it this way, or you have to hold the cup this way, and you have to drink it, it's like you said, you really don't care how you drink the coffee. You just want them to drink the coffee experience it and have have a good experience just enjoying your coffee and talking to people and being in that environment so i i really appreciate that you're doing that i respect you for what you're doing um also as far as you not being confident enough to be on podcast or nothing listen that i've been doing this for two years and i'm still figuring this out you saw how we had this all discombobulated in the beginning i'm still learning so I actually want to let you know you're doing a great job. You're very informative. I learned a lot of stuff from you. I really enjoy all the stuff that you put out and the content you put out on social media. Um, I applaud you and your wife and your family for what you guys are doing with the business. I want to wish you guys much and much more success. And um, Thank you. Yeah, man. Before we get out of here, is there anything that you want to shout out? Anything you want to let people know? Um, No, just uh, I just want to give a Shout out to my wife, uh, Krista, who has been there by my side and who's helped me um, take this leap and and go about opening this business and helping me along the way. It's not easy. It is uh, It's very, very time consuming. And if you don't have a partner who supports you on your goals, it's going to be that much harder. And luckily, I have my wife who does support me and who is there to help me and pick me up when I just want to give up and say, this is it. Because when you're, when you're starting your own business and um, this is the one thing that I tell people that I guess is a benefit for just um, how I am in life is it's very difficult and it's very time consuming. And I'm very lucky that my wife can help me out, but I'm also lucky that I don't need a whole lot of sleep, mainly because I drink probably a lot of coffee. So, um, with her, with her being by my side, it's just really been helpful. Um, so I think that's that's my big uh, shout out that I want to give, it's mainly for my wife and um, for everyone who's been supporting me along along my journey. Um, thank you um, for everyone who's been there great man i really appreciate you taking the time to come on my podcast and share your business and give us some information on the coffee business everybody please make sure you go and check ryan out on twitter it's at ryan's underscore coffee instagram is also ryan underscore coffee underscore house facebook it's ryan's coffee house make sure you check it out i will have links in the description of wherever this is being um streamed recorded played uh also check out my instagram i'll have all his information on there as well i'll post up all his uh websites tags and social media on my twitter as well um thank you guys for tuning in thank you everybody for showing love and support for everyone who tuned in to the twitter uh spaces event i know this is still new to me so hopefully the quality is bearable and it's audible you can listen to it and it's not crackling anyone's speakers on their phones or nothing um also for everybody who's tuning in on the twitch live stream i really appreciate you guys for interacting and commenting and and uh tuning in i me ryan everybody we all support all the love i mean we all appreciate all the support and love um but yeah this has been another episode of clocking out ryan thank you so much for coming in and and sharing with us man 
All right. Well, thanks for having me. Not a problem, man. Have a good night. But uh, yeah, you too. Anything else you want to say? No, I was gonna say when I do open up the shop, uh, you're gonna have to come down to Florida and we'll do a live. We'll do a live broadcast. Yeah, I have family down there, man. So I'm I'm definitely gonna be go. going over there. I have uh, my nieces and nephews over here from Florida. They're gonna be flying back on the 20th, and I know during the summer I gotta head down there too with my family and visit my sister over there because she moved down there not too long ago. So most definitely, when I head down there, I'm gonna give you a heads up so I could try some of your coffee made by you yourself, and and definitely gonna kick it. I can't wait for you to open your three stores, man, and for me to do a grand opening event over there for you. All right, that works. All right, man. Thank you for tuning in. Tell your wife I said hi. Tell her that she's doing a great job. You guys are doing amazing work. And uh, keep it up, man. All right. Take care. Have a good night. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's been another episode of Clocking Out. Peace.